Hi, everybody. It's Tim Constantine from the Washington Times, and it is officially election season. Joining me, as he does each week, our good friend for America, Dave Bozell. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, New Hampshire is in the books. Shocking. Yeah. Donald Trump, the winner in New Hampshire. Joe Biden, a write-in, but a winner in New Hampshire. Oh, All right. What does all this mean? Trump goes off with a win in Iowa and New Hampshire. Yeah. Nobody's ever done that and lost. Uh, and and the, the Haley, while she's got to be encouraged that her numbers are going up, She's still in second place. She still lost by 10 points, and that was her best chance. So let's talk about moving forward from here. What did you right. see last night that makes Nikki Haley think, yeah, I should keep running? Uh, not well. There's not a lot of whole, there's not a lot of states like New Hampshire that allow Democrats to cross over and vote same day. Um, a bulk of her vote total were from self-identified Democrats. That's not going to get repeated. Uh, very likely uh, in the near future. I don't think she's going to have the money to take this much forward. Uh, I remember Ron DeSantis uh, after Iowa saying two candidates had punched their ticket three days later. Uh, he left. Uh, he wasn't <laughs> one of them. He, he left the race. So uh, I suspect Nikki Haley will, will wise up uh, and, and end this uh, uh, campaign uh, in the near future. Let me ask you a a little political question, yeah. but you know, insider football. But I remember the night before the Iowa caucus, Vivek Ramaswamy saying, it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow, we're going all the way. And of course, immediately upon the results being announced, he said, we're out. Ron DeSantis says, it doesn't matter what happens, we're going to keep right on going. And then he, he does a little behind the scenes negotiating and so on, but he's out. He doesn't do it within a day, but he does it within 72 hours. And then the night before in New Hampshire, the night before the election, I see Haley and her people saying, no, we're in this all the way. The best I can tell, if a candidate comes out and has to proclaim, no, we're staying in, they expect to lose and do really bad. Right, right. Um, it's it's like it's like an NFL owner uh, give, you know, having saying publicly that they have faith in their coach right before they ax him. Yeah. Uh, after the NFL season, uh, look, I I just don't think that Nikki Haley has uh, the funds uh, to keep going for much longer. She's going to try to generate some fundraising to pay the staff that's uh, helping her campaign for the remainder of the month. But that's it. But I want to I want to declare. Uh, uh, almost like a funeral, the death nail for a lot of the never Trump crowd uh, while we have this opportunity. I'm talking about the Paul Ryans, the Mitt Romneys, uh, sadly, on a personal level, the National Reviews, the Bill Crystals, the Liz Cheney's. Um, these folks have thrown everything that they could think of at Donald Trump uh, and they have failed miserably um, uh, at their quest to get rid of him and get him off the top of the ballot. So a death nail for these guys uh, who have embarked on that campaign. And, and I think a, um, a, a legitimate news operation would stop having these types of people on uh, and trying to get their opinions uh, on the issues of, of that matter because they no longer matter. Other than the Washington Times, who can you name that is a legitimate news organization? Uh, the Washington Times, that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, 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 
and even the even uh, center left operations. I mean, the Los Angeles Times news operation they've uh, they've had some uh, layoffs. It's a good news operation. Their editorial positions are terrible. Uh, the reverse of that is true at the Wall Street Journal. Their Wall Street Journal's editorial page is good. Their news operation very left wing, not to be trusted. Uh, and then the center the center right social media driven ecosystem is still very much alive and well. Now, you said two things here. One, you said you're not sure that Nikki Haley will have the money to continue forward. That was a big problem for Ron DeSantis. He realized not only was there no path, but there was no financing going forward. Right. And But in Haley's case, are there some of those corporate elite, those people that know better than you and me what's in the best interest of the country, who also happen to have a gazillion dollars yeah. Are there some of them that are willing to burn up another month's worth of money in order just to harass Donald Trump? Well, Ken Langone, former uh, founder of Home Depot, he made some news last week saying that he was weighing. Uh, he's got a ton of bucks. Uh, he wasn't sure if he wanted to support Nikki Haley post New Hampshire. He was going to see about the results, refresh off of those results. He's got a decision to make. I suspect he'll make it publicly as he made his concerns public. Uh, I'm sure there's, I mean, what a great, what a sort of interesting story that came out on X predominantly on this tape recording with Carrie Lake uh, of, of the Arizona GOP chair, essentially attempting to bribe her to stop from running for the Senate of Arizona, saying that he represented big pockets and represented big interests. Um, it kind of confirms, you know, the accusations of a deep state being real. Um, that's it. And she confirmed the validity of the tape. So, of course, there are there is big money uh, known and unknown that that may attempt to keep Nikki Haley in the race. But, you know, she also has a reputation. Right. Well, she can't go down to South Carolina, you know, the governor of her own state and get mollywopped by 30 points. I saw a great interview last night uh, with Trey Gowdy, who said, look, uh, Tim Scott, by far, is the most popular politician in the state of South Carolina. And right. he said, but he couldn't come anywhere close to touching Donald Trump. And then he went down a list right. of other politicians that were popular there. Nikki Haley was about sixth on right. that list. Now, she was governor there twice. She was elected twice. She was popular twice. But I, I, it raises the question is, what's the future? For Nikki Haley, I think her immediate future is dropping out uh, before the end of February. Um, and and long term, does, does she end up earning anything in the Trump administration? Or no, I don't. I don't think that she's. I don't think that she. I know she probably she would take the vice president appointment. I don't think that she'll be given that opportunity. Um, I, I I I don't really know where in the cabinet she would fit in. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a, a little bit of a limb. I know sometimes Donald Trump will gravitate to her to his former com competitors for certain spots. Ben Carson being chief among them. I don't think Nikki Haley is going to fit that bill. I don't see Nikki Haley in a second Trump administration. No, I was going to say she had what I would call the misfortune of being the last person standing against him. Because if you right. drop out early, he can somehow find in his heart to make it up to you because he sees an advantage in bringing you on board, Tim Scott. Right. right. But he's not, he's not human that way, right? He just, uh, if you're the last, yeah. last person, well, by golly, you were in my way. I'm, I'm not helping you. Forget it. 
So right, right. Trump, Trump's just not human in that way. He's not like the rest of us, right? He's enemies one day, best friends the next, frenemies on day three. It, it's it. He's just that's just what you get with him. Uh, but I don't see, I don't see what she brings to the table um, in in a Trump cabinet. Uh, I just can't. I, don't, I can't pick a department. Final question: If Nikki Haley drops out. Uh, then there's nobody left. It is Donald Trump, and he will just move on. So what does Trump do? Because the only focus that the media will have without any competitor is his court cases. So what does Trump do to reach the voter between now and the convention in July? Well, he he every uh, data company will tell you that monitors media saturation will tell you that he still is the dominant force uh, with regards to media exposure, go ask the Ron DeSantis campaign uh, about that. There's they just could not pierce through uh, the the media dominance that Donald Trump has. Uh, but how does he reach a voter that that you know, political wisdom suggests that he needs to reach? Um, you know, the suburban white woman. Um, I think the Democrats are going to try to pin him up against a wall vis-a-vis abortion. Right, and I think he's had. I thought his Fox News town hall. I thought he had a very good answer there, and I think he needs to continue that way. Um, I know he's going to wait te- for the vice for the VP pick as long as he can, because again, that jumps up media attention. Um, but I just trickling different rumors and names out, keeping that rumor mill churning, um, will be an interesting strategy that the Trump campaign, I'm sure, will employ. They they just love the speculation, and it's just free press for them. He is David Bozell. I am Tim Constantine for America and from the Washington Times. Thanks very much. 